USC just had a great season. But Lincoln Riley needs to make a change. Let's go. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with our beloved Conference of Champions. Please continue to like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show. Big shout out to everybody who has done so already and continue to support the show. Lincoln Riley needs to make a change. And USC had an excellent season, which I will talk about and, and lay out in a moment, but... I'm unclear as to how you can look at that performance in the Cotton Bowl by your defensive coordinator and Alex Grinch, which we can rightfully assume. I I would think Lincoln Riley doesn't have too much say or influence on. It's not that he's never going to approach that side of the ball, but he's the offensive coordinator. He's the play caller. He's an offensive guru. That's the side of the ball that takes most of his attention. So the defensive coordinator is the next most important hire for Lincoln Riley on the staff, or I guess the most important hire since he's not hiring himself. That is the most important hire he can make on his coaching staff. And I'm sure Alex Grinch is a good guy. I don't know him. I don't know that much about him other than when I look at his defenses, I think, man, they're not very good. And if you're Lincoln Riley, if you want to get to that next level, if you want to get USC to the playoff, they had an opportunity to this year. What happened? Their defense couldn't carry him to wins. And I was talking about this over the course of the season, and I remember taking a decent amount of flack from USC fans when I was saying, hey, I don't know if this whole force three turnovers or four turnovers in a game, and that's how you get stops thing, is very sustainable down the line. Lo and behold, it was not. They had three games this year, USC did, where they allowed over 40 points. What do you know? Those were their three losses. It's not a coincidence. It is not a coincidence. And for anyone who's saying, which I understand is a counterpoint, and if you want to give him that level of credibility, okay, or that much leeway, I guess I would say, Spencer, they were bad last year. They weren't good on defense last year. And and this is year one. You got to give them some time. I hear you on that front. Um, Lincoln Riley also wasn't the head coach last year. And things got a lot better when he was there. But what exactly was so great about USC's defense this year compared to last year? Not very much. And even if you want to be inclined to give Alex Grinch time as defensive coordinator, What has he shown in his time as a DC with Lincoln Riley that he's worthy of being given that time? Is your recruiting ceiling higher at USC than at Oklahoma? Sure. Is it that much higher? Not really. Your ceiling is now a top five class, whereas at Oklahoma, your ceiling is a top 10 class. That's that's really not that different. He had the opportunity as three years or four, three years as the defensive coordinator to attract high-level players and build a really capable defense at Oklahoma. He couldn't do it. Here were his numbers at Oklahoma. He was the DC for three years. He got there after Bob Stoops uh, left and Lincoln Riley took over as the head coach. 
And there was one year where he was on the defensive staff in 2018 when they went to the playoff. And I think he was actually on a different staff that that year. I'd have to double check. But regardless, let's look at the three years where he's been the coordinator. Because this has always been a problem for Lincoln Riley's teams. The defense hasn't been good enough. In 2018, Grinch was not the D.C. And they were down 28-0 against a good Alabama team before they could even blink in the college football playoff. Won the Big 12, got to the playoff, but Lincoln Riley did not come to USC to win 10-11 games a year. He came to USC to ultimately get them to the playoff. And if the defense continues to perform at this level, they won't get there. Or if they do, they will not advance the national championship game as Lincoln Riley's teams failed to do while he was at Oklahoma. He had some really good teams over there. That Baker Mayfield team was good. The Kyler Murray team was good. The Jalen Hurts team was pretty good. But the defense wasn't there time and time again. In 2019, when Grinch took over, the defense averaged 24.5 points per game allowed and 330 yards per game. Then the next year, it actually looked like it was going in the right direction. Now, it was the COVID year, so maybe take it with a grain of salt. But it was under 22 points a game. And it was 20 more yards per game. But that means they were probably getting a lot better in the red zone. And then in 2021... When college football was, you know, a lot closer back to normal, the uh, renaissance season, as my guy Josh Pay called it, 25 points a game, that's up three and a half from 2020, and 383 yards per game. They allowed more yards per game every year. And then this year at USC, do they have a lot of elite defensive talent? No, Um, but they've got some because I look at those all Pac-12 teams and I'm like, wait a minute, USC player there. USC player there, USC player there. Huh, so it's not totally void of talent. And still, they allowed 28 points per game and 415 yards per game. That's not getting the job done. That, 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 that is just not getting the job done. And if you're USC... I don't have a great pulse, and I'd be very curious to hear from Trojans fans about how they feel about Alex Grinch right now. But a year ago, USC's defense was allowing 410 yards a game and 32 points per game. I I get that the points per game came down from last year, but that was an interim staff. Interim staff by the end. Total chaos. They punted on the season. And his defense actually allowed this year more total yards per game. Fewer points per game, right? More yards, fewer points, which goes back to what I was talking about months ago on this show. Forcing three to four turnovers a game is not a sustainable method for how you orchestrate defensive stops. Now, will it improve next year? If they could get some more good players in the portal... Develop a couple of recruits, maybe. Maybe it will get better next year, but I have my doubts. And even if they have better talent on their team next year, from a talent perspective, if you're a USC fan, does anyone think they're just one or two players away from being the sort of defense that USC needs to get into the college football playoff? And the urgency here, I think, should be very prominent for Lincoln Riley because you have one year left of Caleb Williams. Yeah, Malachi Nelson is coming in. He looks really good. He is really impressive. 
But Caleb Williams is the best player in college football, which is good news for USC, but also not as good news for USC. I will tell you why after I tell you about my friends at Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season and basketball and the World Cup, which, you know, was fantastic this year. They've got everything at Bet Online. They've got it all. BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So another thing that I said about USC over the course of the season was, man, it feels like they're relying on Caleb Williams to do the spectacular. And there's a difference between running your offense through a player and being dependent on a particular player, especially when it comes to a quarterback. The Bills run their offense through Josh Allen. Sorry, the Bills are dependent upon Josh Allen. The Chiefs run their offense through Patrick Mahomes. Which one is more sustainable? If you took Stephon Diggs out of the Bills, is that as impactful as taking the number one receiver away from the Chiefs? I know that the answer to that question is no, because the Chiefs are still really good. Mahomes is going to be the MVP. But if you took away Stephon Diggs, Or if you limited Josh Allen's running ability because he got a little dinged up. Do the Bills feel quite as dynamic? No. And I think USC this year was a lot closer to the Bills than they were to the Chiefs. And so as you look ahead to next year, you've got one more season of Caleb Williams. And he is spectacular. I have sung his praises, so has everybody else all year long. He's the Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. But you needed not just great quarterback play. You needed the best player in the country to get this team into the playoff contention. So you are again going to rely on him being otherworldly week in and week out and not provide a single game where the defense can help you out and carry you to a victory. USC had one way to win, outscore you and Caleb Williams put up gaudy numbers. And even when that formula was playing out, we saw against Tulane, it didn't always go the way it was planned. Being that reliant on one guy and not having a secondary element to your team is not something that's going to get you into the college football playoff. You can get close, but at the end of the day, USC in their last two games is allowing over 40 points a game. That's not good enough. Even if you get to the playoff, whoever's number the number one seed or number two seed that you'd be playing, or heck, maybe if they have one loss, whoever you're playing in there, it's not going to be good enough. You have to be able to make stops. You have to be able to make plays that are not just reliant on turnovers, which are oftentimes a function of what your defense does, but oftentimes a product of what the other team does and a mistake that they make. And USC was opportunistic. They capitalized on them this year. But the formula to win against USC was consistent all season long. Don't turn it over. Boom, you win because their defense can't stop anybody. And I know that this was year one for Alex Grinch. And I know USC overachieved, as I'm going to talk about in in just a moment. But you have one more year of Caleb Williams. And that is the sort of player who, if he just has an at just an average defense, can get you a national championship. He's that good. USC is going to have elite weapons via the portal and recruiting year in and year out. 
Zachariah Branch is coming in. They've got Dorian Singer from Arizona. Bunch of good players in there. Not worried about that whatsoever. But you can't be that bad because if you're Alex Grinch, yeah, statistically the defense is allowing fewer points per game than last year. But as I said, more yards per game. You have to be better. And even if you are of the mindset that Alex Grinch deserves another year because, well, you know, it's year one. It's not his players. He's got to be given time. Number one, you don't have time with Caleb Williams. Number two, when he was given time at Oklahoma, the results were not exactly spectacular, lest we forget, granted, against an amazing, maybe the best of all time LSU team, they allowed 63 points, 49 in the first half, which was not what Clemson allowed in the national championship, by the way. Life was much tougher, but I digress. Alex Grinch is not just a couple players away. It, it's it's just not there. But he's very close with Lincoln Riley. I, I, by the way, I don't expect USC to get a new defensive coordinator. I'm just saying they should. I, I'm just saying they should. Because where is the track record, whether it's this season or, or previous seasons while he was at Oklahoma, that Grinch is going to be able to put together a defense good enough to win you a national championship? Where is it? You can't find it because it isn't there. Lincoln Riley can put together an offense good enough to take you all the way and put USC back on top of the college football world. But Alex Grinch isn't good enough. You can't allow that many points to Tulane. Because even if you are of the mindset that, well, he's just got to get some more good players in there. Um, in what world does USC at literally, I mean literally any point in time, have less talent than a Tulane team that went, checks notes, 2-10 a season ago? A great revival. Amazing win for the Green Wave. They deserve a lot of credit. But USC gave up two touchdowns in the last four or five minutes of the game. And even when the Trojans went 4-8 and eight last year, you could look at the players who were there playing in the Coliseum a season ago compared to the players the Green Wave had this year, and you'd probably have more highly rated talent on that Trojans team than this Tulane team who have got some good players, sure. But does anybody doubt that? Is Tulane a a recruiting power? It's one of the most surprising seasons in college football history. And USC's defense couldn't get stops when they needed to. Wasn't on Caleb Williams. Dude went for what, 450 in several touchdowns? In all three losses this year. All three of them. USC's defense gave up over 40 points. When you come in as a coach and you're a coordinator on a particular side of the ball, you want to see improvement from what the team showed in the previous year that caused the change to be made. And I just didn't see that from USC this year. I would move on from Alex Grinch. All that to say, that was still an outstanding season by USC. It was. It was. They surpassed my expectations. I thought they would be 10-3. and three. Right? I thought they'd go 9-3 and three in the regular season and probably win their bowl game because they'd start playing well by the time the season was winding down. And I thought they would get to double-digit wins. I didn't think they'd go 11-1. and one. And is it disappointing as a USC fan? I imagine to lose the final two games of the year, allowing, let's see, 46 and 47. That's 46.5 points per game in those final two games, just to put a final exclamation point on the point I laid out in the first 15 minutes of the show. 
But if you're a USC fan, let's say that that change doesn't come and whether you do or don't want it to change, let me know, by the way. I'm very curious if you'd like to stick with Alex Grinch, but I would not want to if I were a USC fan. That was still an amazing season. Four wins to 11 wins. Washington did the same. Those sorts of turnarounds, yeah, the transfer portal helps a lot. Doesn't make it easy. <laughs> it doesn't make it easy. It it makes it easier, but that's going from like a nine and a half difficulty to like an eight and a half difficulty to have that change be that sudden. And look at all the positives USC had this year. Look at all the positives that they had. You won 11 games when last year was four. You have an elite offensive coach in an offensive era of football. While you announced a move to the Big Ten, which in theory is a more competitive, tougher league to play in. It's certainly stronger at the top. I don't think in the middle compared to the Pac-12, but at the top, Michigan, Ohio State, either one probably would have been the best team in the Pac-12 this year. Not probably. I don't think there's a whole lot of argument about that. The recruiting is showing its potential, right? I, I mentioned this earlier. It's probably top five potential now, whereas at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, it was top 10. But you're getting the sorts of players that you need to put together a roster to get you to the college football playoff. They were that close to having it this year, save for the Pac-12 championship game. And another game against Utah where, checks notes, defense couldn't make enough stops. And you allowed 43 points. Like to have three to, to have the amount of talent USC has right now, and sure, they'll have more in the coming years, but I just don't think they're, they're the, the defense is close. I, I don't think Grinch is good enough schematically. I don't think they're good enough as play callers. I imagine Lincoln Riley's going to go into the war room with them and try and figure out how they can make changes, how they can be better on that front. But based on what we saw at Oklahoma, eh, not that optimistic. They give up 35 points to Cal. The, the, the California Golden Bears with Jack Plummer, who's in the portal, and I don't know if he'll be a Power 5 starter next year. 35 points at home. Kind of tells you all you need to know. But again, I don't want to take away from what was a really good season for USC. My point with Alex Grinch is that's what they need to get to the next level. They've got to be better on that side of the ball. And, and, and honestly, it's kind of similar to what they did with Lincoln Riley. Because they had Clay Helton, and they were fine, but it kind of felt like, eh, this isn't going well. And then they, you know, bottomed out a year ago, sure. But you know what they did? They just said, screw it, we want to win. And they went out and paid money to a high-level coach. High, high-level coach. And boom, they're winning right away. I think you just need to do that. It might cost a lot. You might have to pay them a bunch of money. Do you want to win? Because sometimes that's what it costs. Sometimes that is what it costs couple more thoughts on that and a question about Oregon State I'm going to answer. But if you want to eat better this year, you don't have to cost yourself the time of eating something that just doesn't taste very good when you can just go check out Built Bars. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Fact check, true. I have some sitting in my pantry right now. Real chocolate. They are delicious. They've got great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, which is fantastic. By the way, all of them are. I've had almost all these flavors. Ugh, mint brownie is my favorite, but man, there are a lot of great ones. You'll be able to find something that you want as well. You can find them at Sam's Club. You can find them at Walmart. You can get Built Bars. You can get the Puffs, which are chewy. 
doughy, pillowy like marshmallows inside of, again, protein packed. Uh, 100% real chocolate. The protein's on the inside, not in the chocolate, but you get it all when you bite into a delicious built bar. So go get yours today. Walmart, Sam's Club available. You can also check them out at built.com. All right. USC went out and just paid for Lincoln Riley. Said, you know what? What does it cost? What do you need? House, jet, facilities, players, salary. What do you need? We just, this is what we want. Well, if you want to have a defense that can get you to the playoff, you got to just go out and find someone. Maybe it's a former head coach. Maybe it's a currently highly regarded defensive coordinator. You know, it'd be a great fit. I don't know if he would go to USC, but again, for the right price, you never know. Uh, Jim Leonard, he was the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. He's highly thought of in NFL circles. He's a schematic whiz kid. That's what you need right there because does USC have elite defensive talent? No, but do they have enough to be, you know, middle of the pack and be be better than they were this year defensively? To me that answer is yes. But to put a final bow on this, you had a great season for USC. You're back in the spotlight, you're relevant again. You've got one more chance to win the pack before you go to the Big 10, which I know a lot of Trojan fans are excited about. It's overwhelmingly positive. You have the Heisman Trophy winner for goodness sakes, and this was Year one. But if you're going to take that next step, you got to make that big change. You, you just have to make that big change. Because Alex Grinch, in four bowl games, he allowed 63 points against LSU. 49 of them came in the first half. I know that was the greatest college football team we've ever seen. 49 and a half? Come on. You got to do a little bit better. Clemson only allowed 42. And the game was much more competitive. So, again, not up to the standard that they need to get to. 20 points against Florida in the Cotton Bowl. I think Kyle Trask was the quarterback in that game. And Dan Mullen was the head coach. He's since been fired. 32 against an interim coaching staff for Oregon in the 2021 Alamo Bowl. Actually, I didn't even know if he was there at that point in time. I wrote that down in my prep. I didn't think about that. He might have left already. Yeah, that was an interim staff, so he wasn't there. So we'll uh, wipe that one out off uh, off the record. Uh, and then 46 against Tulane. Not even a Power 5 team. The American Conference champion. Put up 46 points on the University of Southern California. You can't do that. You just can not. Wrapping up with a question about Oregon State today because talk about anybody in the conference, right? Ask a question, YouTube comments, Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12 or at Smalls underscore 55 are the handles. This one came via YouTube. My man Neil Erickson asks... Spencer, thanks for the great content. You're so welcome, my friend. Really enjoy your channel. I watch a lot of YouTube sports channels, and yours is one of the best. That's very kind, trying to be better. I'm a Beaver fan and appreciate your coverage. Was wondering if you know what happened to Beaver's wide receiver, Treshawn Harrison, before the Las Vegas Bowl. I've seen and read zero reporting on why our number one wide receiver, that was in all caps, uh, saw zero snaps against Florida. Ultimately, our two best wide receivers, Harrison and Anthony Gould, didn't get a snap, and we still beat down Florida. Just curious if you might know. Thanks again for what you do. My man, thanks for supporting the show. You're very welcome. Uh, I have it on good authority. And all I know is all I can say. Uh, he was not there for the game in violation of team rules. So that that's what took place there. But I am glad you brought him up because I, I talked yesterday and on another show about DJU and the impact he's going to potentially make going to the Bees as their quarterback. But Treshawn Harrison brings up an important topic. And this is a thought I've had for Oregon State for 
the, the last couple weeks. And this is just kind of the perfect opportunity to air it out. Oregon State needs to go get a high-end wide receiver. They, they need to go find a true number one, whether that's in the portal or on the recruiting trail. If you can get a true freshman, you think can do that. It's probably going to be the portal, but or, or maybe there's someone waiting in the wings. But you need to have a guy with Treshawn Harrison's body type, who was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, originally at Florida State, because you can't forget, Treshawn Harrison, literally, this is not an exaggeration, not an exaggeration. He literally won Oregon State a game this year against Stanford. If he does not play in that game, I don't think Oregon State wins because he made the play that won them the game. Gold Branson made an okay throw, but he made a ridiculous catch because he's the sort of big-bodied receiver who can make that sort of play. And Oregon State needs to go find the next guy who can replace him because if they're going to unlock their full potential, right, they needed to upgrade a quarterback. Boom, did that big time with DJU. But the next thing for me, their next priority is getting maybe even two, but at least one clear-cut, number one, big body, throw a jump ball to stretch the field, make a play wide receiver. They need that sort of guy because Treshawn Harrison was that this year. He did struggle with drops at times early in the season, but still, you have to have that sort of playmaker on the outside because literally if he hadn't been there for Oregon State this year, they win nine games, not 10. And though that would still feel good if you're Oregon State, it doesn't feel quite as good, right? 10 and three, yeah, 10 and three is where they're sitting at right now. Feels a lot better than nine and four. And I think it's a better position to be in symbolically than nine and four. But you have got to go and find someone who's got that similar sort of body type and can be DJU's number one receiver. Appreciate the question, my man. Keep them coming. Again, Twitter, YouTube, however you want to get in touch with me. I'm always there to answer. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.